Hello, it is the Reader Copy Podcast for Wednesday, January 11th, 2023. 01112023, if you're American. If you're American. <laughs> my name is Chris. I'm joined by my co-host, Daniel. Welcome, everyone, to the podcast. Welcome, party people. It sounds like you're like Starlog. The what? <laughs> you sound like a, a Captain Kirk riding into his Starlog in Star Trek. Like, <laughs> okay. The year is January. <laughs> I don't watch that. for nerds. Okay. Star Wars. For okay. Real. Well, okay. Now I'm listening. All right. Uh, speaking of Star Wars, I had a whole war this past week. About what? I was fighting this whole army. It was me versus an army. You against one? Much. Okay. You yeah. against the whole alien uh, army? You're Captain America? What, what's this? Uh, it was an army of ants. Ah. Uh-huh. And uh, they started- Oh, so you're Ant-Man. No, I was fighting them. So I, maybe I'm Kang. More like Yellow Jacket? He's, I, I think he was actually pretty cool. All right. I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> Who was the enemy in the second one? Ghost. Oh, ghost, yeah. And Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, uh, I forgot Walter, the whole story. Walter Goggins. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. I'll be Walter Goggins. <sighs> yeah, those movies are forgettable. Okay, anyway. Uh, <laughs> it's rainy season where we're at, and I think that really pushes the insects inward. Indoors. In, indoors. So we're uh, getting attacked by ants. So I bought ant. Um, it's not ant traps. It's more like ant bait or ant poison. Maybe that's attracting them. Dang it. <laughs> 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 uh, but uh, it's like a liquid thing, right? That's It's called Torpedo. It's like a plastic thing with liquid and you crack it open. What is this, the hashtag ad right now? Well, I'm just saying this is what I use. Okay, yeah. And then it, uh, you put it somewhere where there's a lot of ants and it doesn't kill them right away. Instead, they take some of that liquid and they bring it home where they feed it to everybody, including the queen, and then they die. All right. So sinister. You're, you're So you're the evil overlord over these ants, it sounds like. You're the super villain. I'm you're saying, king. If you kill one ant there's a million more so you gotta kill them where they live you have to take them out systematically yeah you have to infiltrate and kill from within this is pretty dark it you're, took about a week you're turning them into uh <laughs> alcoholics you know they're going somewhere okay. they're getting a drink they're bringing it home i didn't kill all of them some of them i, I gave like a little partial of land <laughs> what <laughs> you gave them a, a farm to yeah. live off of right uh, but i'm just saying like they <sighs> This is my home. Yeah, okay. They're supposed to stay out there. Those are the rules we established, the walls? Yeah. If you come into my house, you're going to pay the price. Jeez. Okay. Isn't it's like, basically breaking and entering, if you think yeah, about it, right? They're criminals. They, it, I think you're uh, skirting the law. You have to bring them to court, actually. No. Each ant. No. When you hit them, they get back up. When I hit them, they stay down. <laughs> He's going rogue. They're uh, invading my bathroom. Oh, and th- that sucks when you're just taking a dump and you see a trailer of them and you're like... What is this world coming to? They're taking over. That kind of is what happened. Was I went to go use the bathroom. Adam, speaking from experience, the same thing happened to me. I was sitting down already. And then I noticed there's like a whole bunch of them in the in corner. And I, I'm I'm busy. I can't do anything <laughs> right now. So I'm just watching them like so, so smug. Just walking around like they own this the place. This is their place? Yep. Imagine you did try to do something and you're still in the no. middle of it <laughs> performing. I couldn't do that. <laughs> But, but yeah, I'm I'm facing the same issue in my place. There's, I mean, in my room, there's like plants there, and so they're just all congregating there. This is oh, you, this well, is basically you, outside. You made a thinking. home for them. That's why. Yeah, yeah. I started hanging them to make, get rid of them. The plants. <laughs> You're hanging the ants as, hang- a, oh. as a symbol. Like, Jeez. tell your friends. No. <laughs> That's what you did. Tell your queen. <laughs> Were you like cutting their heads off and putting them on pikes? Yeah. <laughs> Building a wall in in my <laughs> bathroom. This is my corner, you know. It, it started like How on my uh, uh, on a counter. Yeah, well, that's where I saw the ants. 
Well, yeah, the, the kitchen, right, where the food is. Well, no, in my bathroom, like oh. the bathroom counter. And I was trying to figure out where... That's not where you eat? Where they're <laughs> coming in from. And I, I, it was like a long trail. Like, I followed them. It went up the mirror, all the way around the perimeter of the mirror, down to the floor, behind my toilet, into like a little crack in the baseboard <laughs> behind my toilet. So they're like, they're traveling east. They're, they're going and like going to different countrysides and mm-hmm. invading there. They're looking through it. Yeah. I, I realized I had the same thing, a stream going to my bathroom. Uh-huh. I traced, uh, this was not the most recent flood of ants, but last time I traced them and they're coming from your room. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, because uh, we had a dog here before and then uh, he we had food for them, like in your room, remember? I think they were coming from that. Like, they were like, I want to get this dog food. And they started going to my bathroom and looking for spaces. And they're like, oh, yeah, I trace it back all the way to that back there. Well, so they're leaving my room. That's fine with me. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) This is all your game plan? You're like, you got better stuff over there. Because you got um, a different ant uh, killer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which just kills them instantly. But that doesn't destroy the root of the problem. I think that's true. But um, it, if you are sinister about it, you kind of see more of the devastation because they kind of just hang out there. And then there's just a trail like, of dead. It's just it's just a bunch of them there. It's like it's like you just defeated. You're winning. You see yourself winning. Yeah. But you, you know, there's way more lurking in the shadows. I think so. There's, you know, the bait thing. I like the philosophy, but I think there's a lot of different colonies that come to our place like if you take one out there's another colony to take over i just want to get rid of this stream right now this little trail i think that's the move because i I think like there's a queen right this is the ant podcast now okay there's a queen and all the ants pretty much give food to the queen so that it lays eggs and makes whatever hundreds more ants yeah and you're saying that's the right route to take them out so you got to kill the queen but the queen never leaves the nest yeah so you have to shrink down (laughs) You think this is Scott Lang's podcast? It's like it's like the complete opposite, where he talks about all the ant rights and all that. And like, you think like yeah, like everyone tunes in to like listen about how he fought uh, Thanos, but he's like, no. So I was in this ant colony. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of different uh, rules to the ant uh, civilization. A lot of different factions. You know. Thank you, Spider Man. <laughs> So, I mean, he got famous off that. It's probably, you know, you can, we, we saw the movie. There's not so much you could tell, but there's a lot of stuff you could talk about ants about. Yeah. There's a lot of them. Which I was telling you this. I think the third one, the one that's coming, is actually not going to have a lot of ant play. Ant play. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're going into like, a, the what is it? The microverse. Is that what it's called? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Whatever it's called. And um, yeah. And then they're not going to have ants there, right? They're, they're just going to skip that part. It would be funny if there's somehow like a ant you can't and it's like gigantic like it's galactus yeah (laughs) i was i was thinking this like it is called ant-man right so maybe the beginning of the movie has that or maybe they have like some type of other small bugs inside of the microverse and they're even smaller and then they can have like talk to ant-man because they're biologically kind of like ants like germ size or whatever right uh uh, all right i'm assuming i just want to see kang i don't need to see that Yeah, I don't know the the whole uh, Ant Man mm. format. I think those those movies are in the bottom half of all Marvel movies. Really, all of them? The first two so far. But you didn't like him in like uh, other movies, like the Avengers movies. He brings some levity to some of the the fun stuff, like Civil War. You know, yeah. oh yeah, I forgot he's in this universe, and then he like shows up, and I, it works. It's, the jokes are there. I feel like he's a character that was 
potentially sea level because it's not even the original Ant-Man from right. the comics, right? Yeah. It's the second one. Uh, yet they made his character almost integral to everything that's happening. Like without him, there'd be no connection to Hank Pym, which would lead to the whole time travel aspect in Endgame. Absolutely. And he's also like a huge part of this multiverse now with going to the microverse with, with Kang and stuff. Maybe that's it. Maybe they were not baking on him up till now and maybe they're like full force have to put up a lot of Ant-Man stuff like yeah, Kang. Oh, I think they knew him. that he was going to be big. It's just like yeah, it's I'm a just later thing. Saying the first two movies, they're funny but they're not like, you know, as impactful as the other movies. Right. That's what I'm feeling. I feel like so far, it, this, all, this next one obviously is going to be big. There's rumors um, Scott Lang won't make it past this one. Do you think that's a possibility? Oh, do you think this will be the first like really passing the torch to the next generation of like really younger people? Well, like the, it's just the there's a lot of scenes Cassie where like Lang. he looks really beat up. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. And there's like a scene where there's like a bunch of them, right? Yeah. So maybe there's some type of loophole there. You can have him. Maybe Paul Rudd is a jerk in the next movie. It's a different version of it. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see. That comes out uh, in like a month or so. February? Yeah, sometime yeah, in February. That's right. Yeah. All right. Uh, until then, why don't you explain how the show works? Here at Reader Copy Podcast, we split up into three parts. First up, a rundown of the comic book news that came in this week. Update you guys on that. In the middle, we'll talk about a comic book. And uh, this week, we're talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Last Ronin. At the end, we'll talk about our side stories. We've been watching, reading, whatever entertainment we've been enjoying this week. Let's hop into the news. With the whole shakeup in DC, everything's getting canceled or pushed forward, I feel like. Oh, yeah? Like, they're trying to, like, just get this old stuff out of the way. I, yeah, sweep it under the rug, or yeah. at least, you know. Like, um, uh, Flash, they I think they moved up from its original date. Really? Or, like, what it was supposed to be. They Recently? Moved it up. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know like, that. Like, uh, a couple months ago, they moved it up to, like, a couple weeks ahead. I mean, it's been a, a long time now. We've been hearing good things, so maybe it's been done for a while. They're yeah. just unsure about behind-the-scenes stuff. Right, yeah. Yeah, so um, they're doing this because oh, we know Peter Safran and James Gunn are the new heads of DC Films. That's right. And um, they're ready to start anew. And it sounds like we're going to get a first glimpse of what that would be very soon, sometime this month. That's right. Um, James Gunn on Twitter, he interacted with a fan, was like wondering, oh, do you only have the next three years set up for DC movies? And he replied, no, we have like eight to 10 years in the books. They're like ready to go. Mm. Like, like you're planned out at least. So he's taking a page from Marvel. Oh, yeah. It seems like they're, that's their strategy. But I think he's only going to reveal what he said was like partial bit of the first plan. Yeah. And like a very small part. Like my guess is maybe one or two projects. That's probably the best way because you just don't know how things are going to shake out. Mm-hmm. Don't know the talent you can pick up. Right. Yeah. Right. So uh, when it's two projects, that, if that's all you can promise, I'm fine with that. So I, we know one of the things he's working on is a Superman movie, like a new take on Superman, right? Younger and fresher, yeah. Because Cavill is out of here. Yeah. Got he's in boot. Warhammer World right now. So is that like one of the projects you think that he's going to officially announce? I think so. I mean, uh, it really sounds like that's going to be the first movie they're going to announce. I think it's too early to have someone cast it already or maybe directed. Maybe. I, I don't know. It depends when they want to have this released. Yeah. Yeah. I, they still have movies on the books to to release. and um, so, so everything they have ready to release is coming out this year. So there's nothing after this year that's like official. Well, do you think next year would be too early to have something new in this new universe? Will they have a pause year? Um, what's it called? Uh, a buy year? A buy year? <laughs> 
Uh, well, well, what about like the end of next year, like some uh, Christmas time, 2024? You don't think a Superman movie would be like ready yet? I don't know how movies are made nowadays, but I remember them taking years to make and like plan out. Yeah. But it's like things are getting faster and faster. Attention spans are getting shorter. Things right. are getting easier. So if it really is just like a year or so mm-hmm. to get something out, yeah, uh, sure. But this is kind of the groundwork, the foundation yeah. of the new universe. That might be too early. If they get started, you know, in the summer, they'll have a year and then it'll be the summer and then they have six months of post-production. Does it take a year to make a movie? I think it takes less than a year. Wow, really? With all the CG well, nowadays? Well, the and... post-production is separate. Like, film a year. Film a movie. Okay. I think it's like less than a year. Probably a couple months only. Wow. And then post-production a couple months and then and then put it on theater and then a month after that put it on streaming. <laughs> right, right. Double up your money. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so do you think what do you think it's gonna be 2024 we're gonna have a Superman that being said no I don't right. think so <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> not because they can't do it but I think they want for the audience a, like a separation year yeah because they, they have other things coming out like Joker 2 uh, Chris, um, I was gonna say Christopher Reeves Matt Reeves Batman yeah sequel so I don't think there's a, a need a rush to get Superman out whatever that is but I will say probably 2025. 2025? Yeah, I can believe that. Um, I'm wondering if they're going to go gung-ho and have like a bunch of movies right off the bat. That's probably, you don't want to eat into your own box office. So maybe not, but... Do you think they care about um, what Marvel's doing? Like they're thinking about what's coming out for Marvel. We got to steer clear about that. I think I think they do. I think uh, you'd kind of be dumb not to. It's a competition, right? Yeah, but like how far? Like, like would you wait oh. a whole year because they have like Avengers coming out that year? Or would you just... Uh, I, I would just pick a different part of the year, maybe. That's what I would do. Okay. Um, when the, the maybe the weaker movies, the less attention movies, they can overlap there. When's She Hulk season two? <laughs> it's getting a season two. I don't know. Just that <laughs> there <up>. you go. <laughs> uh, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, what do you think? It did. What do you think is gonna be their game plan? Is they just gonna do like a classic, like it's a new Fifty Two? We're gonna have uh, like the first year of each of these superheroes, you know, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, they're basically the same age. It's weird because I don't want to see another young Batman because that's what we got with Matt Reeves. Oh, right. But I also don't want to see like an older Batman like Ben Affleck was because then by the time a sequel comes around, it's like now you're really pushing the like Dark Knight Returns age of Batman. Right. So he's going to be busy with (laughs) J-Lo. I need, I don't know what to say. Like, uh, a Batman that's been doing it for like 10 years already. I don't know. Cause how long do you think Batman does his thing? He, he's a, he gets pretty beat up, but he, we have old Batman, like old when Dark Knight returns like 25 years, the whole span of things. Is that so like, let's say he starts at 25. He's doing it until he's 50. I can believe that. Yeah. I think, I, I think he's <laughs> Bruce Wayne, you know, he's okay. He's super rich. All right. He's injecting venom into his veins <laughs> at that age. Right. To, to, to get the job done. So then, uh, I want to see a 34 year old Batman. <laughs> I think you can find that, right? That's like the average age of like what the uh Marvel um heroes or the actors when they first get the job, don't you think? Or is it like 30? Well, no, they're older. Paul Rudd, is, yeah, Paul Rudd is 50 now, yeah, but he's <laughs> baby Yoda, <laughs> yeah. Robert Downey Jr. was. Pretty old. Uh, like uh, Chris Hemsworth and like uh, Chris Evans. They're like around 30 to 34 when they started, right? Because they're the characters that are like almost frozen in time. <laughs> That's a good point too. <laughs> <laughs> like Thor is supposed to be 1,500 years old. So, Does it look a yeah. year after 1,000? Yeah. <laughs> 
And what about this? In your eyes, in the Snyderverse, Superman is technically in Earth years younger than Batman, right? Yeah. Is that what you want in Uh, a new one? Or are they closer in age? Is Batman younger than Superman? I want them closer in age. Kind of young. Like, like, I guess pretty much do like Chris Evans, Chris uh, Hemsworth age when they first start off and both the same age. It's going to, I want them to be the same age because we can get like to a world's finest type pairing down the road um, when they dispute. The James Gunn Superman, is that supposed to be like an origin? James Gunn Superman. Uh, Yeah, I think so. Maybe. So let's say he's, I'm just throwing a number 25, right? Okay. So that means Batman is close to that age if you want them to be close. And and you you think the, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, So that means every movie that is going to be an origin for the first one. Yeah. That's what you want. I think so. You want a whole new origin slate of of movies. Yeah. I think think that would be fine with that. What do you want? You just want to be in the middle of it already? The universe is already existing? Not already. Well, for the, maybe the characters have been doing their thing, but not together. More like they've been doing it for a year or two on their own. I'm just saying, do we need to see another Superman origin? Do I need to see another Batman origin? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if we need another Batman at the same time. You're not going to have Batman in a Justice League if you're, I know the plan is to make a Justice League, right? Yeah. I'm just saying like, we, we don't need anything. I'm just saying I would, I would like it. I don't mind it. I need Batman. (laughs) (laughs) There's so many Batman movies already. We're going to have a Batman in this universe. Like you said, I I, I would just start from the beginning, have maybe, you know, uh, a first story for them. Like their first real mission, maybe not the origin story. That's what I mean. First, like big, like, first maybe the first villain yeah yeah but maybe mm. not, they don't have to he doesn't have to crash land on earth batman doesn't have to you know go through the alleyway that type of thing okay. but it maybe as a first mission yeah all right that makes more sense yeah why don't you just say that <laughs> um so that's one thing another project that he said he's working on is oh, yeah. um an unannounced tv series for dc that's right he's been writing it right yeah and it's definitely not announced yet so it's not the green lantern one right? okay yeah it's not any of the matt reeves series coming out you sure it's not that well he said it's unannounced and those are announced okay 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 so what do you think he's working on what character would you want to see have a series especially if it's like this new universe that they're building i'm not too sure uh he's still uh working on season two of peacemaker right is he yeah i think he's writing and directing it i feel like that should be too much work no him. i feel like that that's snyderverse that should be eliminated that's not fair i think he's still doing it you're picking and choosing <laughs> james gunn that's not fair I mean, they're releasing this other stuff and it was already paid for, right? So I think he's paid already to write it. We have to uh, <laughs> make it. If, no, if you can cancel Batgirl, you can cancel season I two. I think you can. <laughs> it doesn't like you didn't work out Batgirl. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't like that. You really? Uh, you don't like the taste of it? Nah, to cancel everything else except your project that you're working on. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of shady. Uh, I'm thinking his new show will be in that universe again, like the Suicide well, how Squad. How do you do that? I don't know. I don't. I, I, that's my guess too. I don't. I, that's what I would do. He knows that world, and he's probably had ideas. There's so many great DC characters that we haven't seen yet that to just do the ones that you have already done. I mean, in the Suicide Squad, like maybe a, a new character that's related to the Suicide Squad. I guess we had a King Shark uh, entry ready. What other characters are there in the Suicide Squad? I mean, I don't want him to do a Suicide <laughs> Squad thing. I mean, he gets all of these characters that are 
He literally has everything in the, the DC universe. Yeah, what do you want? I would want something. Also, I like. I, why is James Gunn doing it? Get someone else. Yeah, he's busy, right? Yeah, also, like, is everything going to be in James Gunn's style? All DC stuff? I don't want that. You don't want that? No. I, I feel like Snyder had that where he can, like, make everything his style. At least the and general lo- tone and the, of the, everything. Did people like it? No, because okay, Snyder's then. style sucks. Okay, then. So <laughs> but I think James Gunn does great stuff. But look at Marvel. They have different directors for different franchises. Yeah, I, I don't want that either. But I'm just <laughs> trying to come back <laughs> with you. Uh, but I, I don't know. I think uh, I think he was, he said he's going to be directing and writing as he continues to be the, the co-chair, right? Sure, but I mean, the first two things you're going to announce, you're you're the guy making them. The 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 show, the show, and the Superman thing. Like that's the first new things you're announcing for this new universe. And you're the guy for both. Uh, is he directing the Superman one? He's writing it. Oh, he is? I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. That's why he fired Cavill. Oh, really? Yeah. He's like, you're not my guy. I I know he's getting the general premise. Like, he doesn't want... He wanted the younger version. I didn't know he was writing it. That's I think he's writing it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But uh, for a show, what would I want for a show? Something totally off the wall. Let's do like a... What's the monkey detective? Oh, my God. Detective Ape? Is that his name? I don't know his name. But yeah, do something... Something totally weird. No way. <laughs> We're starting a new universe. We have to check out the, the boxes for these characters. Maybe uh, give him Aquaman or something. Is that too big of a character already? To... I feel like mainline Justice Leagues are movie characters. Material? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, Green Lantern is going to be a show. I don't know. Do you think that's going to be carried over into the new universe? Well, because there's multiple Green Lanterns. Right? Yeah. So you can have a Green Lantern show and have a Green Lantern, Hal Jordan, John Seward, whoever you want right. on the Justice League. You know Makes what I mean? Sense. Sure. So so like that works and I almost I, I think a Green Lantern show is a really good idea I want to see that yeah but what other show like it's gotta be pretty like out there I think what if he uh, does like whole villain show oh that'd be interesting was it like Masters of Doom or whatever Legion of Doom Legion of Doom that'd be interesting and all the villains the Road of- Warriors Hawk and Animal <laughs> do you know who that is <laughs> the, the, those are the wrestlers yeah. that were the football pads and yeah. face paints I would love that show yeah that's what I'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> Real super villains. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, that I think that would be kind of interesting. You know, the villain side of things that's becoming more and more popular with Joker. Right, right. Sony stuff is a lot of villains, right? Yeah, they're still gonna make those. It's just because their one hero's tied up somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's more logistic problems. Not really <laughs> <laughs> listening to the fans. I um I'm kind of getting it now. The little bit of outrage that James Gunn is getting from like the internet. You mean you you, you disliked his uh move and stuff? Yeah, I'm kind of like I don't know what the, the things are he's going to announce. You're being radicalized. But I'm just saying like. <laughs> I kind of get it if if it's true. Oh, the the picking choosing your stuff. Yeah. I didn't know that like, Peacemaker should be gone if you're getting rid of everything. If yeah. you're getting rid of everything, get rid of everything. Because mm, yeah. that was in the Snyderverse. Like Aquaman and Flash showed up in it. Right, right, right. So how can you fire that? <laughs> Some things are, are staying around. You know, Shazam is still being released and Blue Beetle. Well, those are being released this year and then I, I think that's done. Yeah, I don't know when Peacemaker is getting released. And then Blue Beetle does not guarantee that's in that Snyderverse. Could be in part of the new one already. Yeah, I guess so. That's true. So I just think they got rid of Wonder Woman. They got rid of Superman. Those are tied to the Snyderverse. You got to get rid of everything Snyderverse. 
It's also, I don't know if what's the difference in TV shows that's premiere on HBO Max versus a whole movie you're sending it to theaters. Maybe a show is cheaper to keep around. Maybe it's a budgetary thing. Okay, well, you have that budget. Use it for something else. Yeah, I don't know. I'm uh, not James Gunn. <laughs> you're not? Uh, here's another strange thing I heard. Yeah. WB in DC... They're not opposed to keeping Ezra Miller as the Flash. Yeah, that was like a rumor, right? Like, yeah, like a scoop. Yeah, like after this movie, he'll still be the Flash moving forward in this new universe, which is like in the new universe. I, I mean, no why would you continue making movies in an old universe like that? You're getting rid of, right? Yeah, um, I think that's just a rumor. That's it's got to be false. My guess is they're trying to show Ezra Miller in a good light so that people will go watch the movie. So anyone that was like kind of like boycotting him or maybe something like that if like if they could kind of show support to him and maybe he's like rehabilitated in their eyes just saying it not really not really true then they're trying to boost ticket sales yeah yeah you think that's a big deal people will uh, avoid the movie just because of i mean this is cancel culture season yeah yeah uh i think i don't think this is like i'm already i don't i'm not convinced about, i'm thinking about avoiding the next fantastic beast the next one yeah I don't think there's going to be a next one. Well, uh, okay. Well, I'm avoiding it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, there's no way he's going to return for The Flash. He shouldn't. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I, I, I think that's just a rumor. I don't even, I don't I even think, think the DC would announce that. Like, just stay quiet. If, if they're even considering that, if it's true they're considering it, yeah. stay quiet about it for now. I think, well, I think it, they built that up so that way people will go watch it. Because they're, they're saying it's very good. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe he's great at acting and it's still, you know, <laughs> that doesn't change anything. Yeah, I wouldn't want him to continue as The Flash. Yeah, it's got to be. But I think they're trying to just boost ticket sales. I think this rumor comes internally. Oh, okay. A, yeah. a fake leak? Yeah, I think there's there's more fake leaks than we realize. Yeah, yeah, that was like came in conjunction with the uh, the whole announcement of just being three years out for the DC plans. But so those are all just kind of rumors. Yeah. So yeah. James Gunn was quick to kind of at least squat down the the like oh we only have three years plan and we have eight to ten. Uh, I bet it doesn't matter what you plan. Yeah. Because it's like things change. Even, sure. Even stuff that is announced get changed. Like Kevin Feige, I remember a couple of years ago came out and was like, "We're making an Inhumans movie." <laughs> remember that? Never mind. Never, no, never mind. <laughs> uh, speaking of that, I saw an article that mentioned like. What about the future? Could it? Could we ever have a DC versus Marvel movie crossover crossover event? And I think it's possible. I think it's pretty good odds of happening. I think if both studios, which is inevitable, they'll reach like um, I don't say like a low point. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, but like when they've when people are just very tired of it already, it could happen. And um, I would watch it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's me too. I think. They're gonna um, exhaust all of their like attention, like both mm -hmm. of them. Like, yeah, you know, Marvel, it's got the attention now, it's gonna keep going. So, uh -huh. it's, but I think they're gonna run out around the same time, and then yeah. we're gonna have a crossover event. It could be even multiple movies, like a trilogy or something. And, like, it's not unheard of, right? Right, with, with uh, Sony and Marvel, and they, they work together. And it's happening in the comics multiple times. Yeah, there's Marvel versus DC, there's DC versus Marvel. <laughs> well, it was like. Avengers versus Justice League. Oh, yeah. DC not. versus Marvel. And then there's like the Amalgam Universe. Yeah. I would like to see that. That would be action. crazy. That would be too much. Like, what would you do? You have to have to cast each character with a totally different actor. You know, like um, how they can just like deep fake two people into oh, one wow, person? Yeah. <laughs> just AI? do that. 
<laughs> I like that. Uh, sell their likeness, split the likeness. There you go. How do you get paid that way? You only have to pay each one half now. Yeah, right. You, they're doing half the work, basically. Right. It's it's like uh, Captain America in the first Avenger, you know. We'll have one use their face, the other one use their body. So let's say it's like, because um, uh, what was the one? Dark Claw that's like Wolverine and Batman. Right. Just have like Hugh Jackman act like he's Christian Bale. <laughs> <laughs> the prestige. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, there's actually just two of them. <laughs> um, there's another big world that is not <laughs> not sh- a universe. They're different stories, and they announced that they're going to cross over in the comics. Which I don't know how they're going to do it, but it's um, Mark Miller's like material. Yeah. Uh, he's coming out with a crossover event this year called um, Miller World. Miller World. <laughs> Sounds like a beer. He does. Um, but like he does. Like a beer festival. He, he has a bunch of different comic book franchises. And you remember like he got bought out by Netflix. So Netflix technically owns it all now. Yeah, that's right. Right. Even the comic books. Yeah. But um, he's doing a comic book event where they all will unite. But his characters are so different. If you think about it. Yeah. Some I don't of them know how it's like going to work. Superheroes. Some are assassins or spies. Right. Like some of the ones we've done on the show, like King of Spies, um, Kick Ass. Kick Ass is one of them. Like, how do you combine like Kick Ass and like uh, I don't know Jupiter's Legacy? Jupiter's Legacy, and and then uh, he, I think, did he do um, what's the Kingsman? Doesn't he do that? Yeah, he does Kingsman. Yeah. Um, uh, he did uh, was it, I think American Jesus or Punk Rock Jesus is what it's called. Right. There's right. a new one that he just did that's still ongoing. Is um, Nightclub. Nightclub, yeah. Which is like vampires. Yeah, that's kind of new to me. Vampire teenagers. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. I want to check that out. But like, how do they fit with each other? I think it's one of these things that like the same format as the other big two try to meld them together. Just some event crashes all the worlds together and they're mixing up. I don't believe that they're just in the same universe this whole time. Okay. That's my what I imagine. Yeah. Right? I'm really interested. I really Dr. Want... Doom does it all. <laughs> The Beyonder. Exactly. But yeah, like, they're so different. They're, even like the art style is different. True, yeah. yeah so I wonder how they're going to look together. Uh, I'm curious if it will have like different artists, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious if it'll have like different books at the same time, or is it one big long story book? Yeah, Because crossover books typically, that's when you have a lot of writers working together. It's not just one guy running. So I think it'd be one like book storyline from start to finish. Yeah. And I think the artist is like Pepe Larraz, who's working on the art. Oh, he's like, one of my favorite artists yeah yeah uh, i think he, he speaks highly of miller so he's looking forward to working with him too yeah that's pretty cool um well, yeah they're so different like they're not even in the same like time frame there's that yeah yeah uh, some of them have like long histories i remember jupiter's legacy right he right the character's like in the 20s or whatever yeah so i don't, I don't know king of spies he's in england so there's different countries right <laughs> How can we get over can, here? There's no way. It's not like they can fly. I read it's like 24 different like franchises being merged together. Yeah. But I mean, that's pretty interesting. Like you're one guy and you mm-hmm. get to write up a whole crossover event with just your property. I, I'm so surprised that um, he has 24 different like IPs that he created. I mean, he's a famous guy in comic books. Yeah. He, you know, he sold all his whole property to Netflix. That's a big deal right. already. Um, Magic Orders is his Magic right? Order there's that yeah. I was just thinking that and that was like one of the fresh like ones on Netflix mm-hmm. what does this spell for when it gets translated to live action or animation that like, some of his properties have done already yeah it's gonna be a mess <laughs> <laughs> do you think that would be interesting or 
like well how do you what's your general feel about the miller stuff on netflix um Trooper's Legacy, I didn't love. Yeah. Yeah. The Super Crooks cartoon, I didn't watch. Yeah. It's, it's just anime. Yeah. So I don't know what else is like made by Netflix that's his. I think, the, yeah, there's still a Super Crooks live action that's yeah. still to come. Oh, and I think, um, did you do Reborn? Is that him? No, no, that's, uh, okay. It's the Walking Dead guy. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Then Oops. I don't know anything else that he's done that's on Netflix. Okay. Okay. But this, uh, I'm curious. Miller World. Because most of his stuff is made before Netflix bought it. Yeah. And those characters are really cool. So, I mean, I, I like both kick-ass movies. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'm, I'm curious if they could... Uh, I, they've, they've been having a lot of books since the last time I read them. I think yeah. Hit Girl's got her own book now. And yeah. I think Hit Woman is what she's called now. Okay. So, that's interesting. Uh, but Miller, I, I enjoy his, his writing sometimes. It, he, I always say he's like the Michael Bay of comic book industry. And it's not a bad thing. <laughs> I think that's good for comic books. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Imagine Michael Bay making a comic book movie it yeah. kind of fits that's what he's trying to do possibly yeah all his like splash action shots are like that the slow motion the going around the characters all the time yeah his new thing is drone shots now there's a lot of drone shots yeah I kind of hate that I saw that in ambulance like yeah. I'm getting dizzy <laughs> right uh, but this this thing I think Miller I think it makes sense to me, actually. Really? Yeah. Because it's like we've had uh, spies or whatever interacting with superheroes in Marvel all the time in DC. It's kind of... Yeah. You I, just have to like level out for some reason why they can fight. Yeah. It's just... Um, or if, if they... Whatever the story is. Mm -hmm. I'm interested to see what the story is. That's really why I want to check it out. Because how do you even connect these things together? I have totally different vibes. But uh, I mean, it's all his property. He can do whatever he wants. If you think about it, um, it makes more sense than other crossover stuff because previously these characters were written by other writers sure. they would not have the right tone when they mix but now they're all written by the same writer <laughs> okay it would have similar tones yeah in a way if you think about it that mm -hmm. way okay well uh, that comes out sometime this year miller world i really want to check that out another creator that we're really into is jonathan hickman that's right uh another thing is he's got a, a sub stack that he's working with some other creators Can you explain what a sub stack is okay so sub stack it's basically like a publishing platform online where like writers or podcasters can publish their stuff and it's like a patreon like people like uh pay for subscription on it and they can get the content whether it's like articles so paper read paper read not paper oh like like instead of pay-per-view it's yeah. paper read is that what it's like yeah i think it is mostly written stuff but i know also there's comic books on there okay so that's what this is He's got a, a, a universe he's writing called Three Worlds, Three Moons with Jonathan Hickman, Mike Del Mundo, and Mike Huddleston. So there's like three uh, writers working mm -hmm. on this universe. It speaks like a sci-fi universe. Sounds like right? sci-fi, yeah. Uh, I don't know really, really anything about the story, but it's got some attention. He has got a, a contest going on to all the fans that are subscribed to his sub stack. Uh -huh, okay. Where they can uh, possibly write a comic book within the world, within the universe. So pretty interesting. You are supposed to like submit just like a paragraph of like a like a general summary of your idea to be added to mm. the universe right and if he likes it um uh, he'll read through and pick like the top 10 and then from that 10 he'll critique them and like publish that to the platform right and oh. then, like, everyone will read it what what his thoughts are on that just the text like just the pitches the pitches and his critique of it okay but right. then they're not going to be comic books yet not yet okay so then after that if uh, he'll pick the the top five from that and then you have to submit like 
one page like further into that story like fully done yeah one page right and then he'll so, uh, break that down further and then you have to do three stories about three pages for that story and then I mean, yes by the end you have a full comic book yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> basically because after that uh you he'll pick the one person or the one story and then he'll pay you to to have a comic book in the universe the first one you win uh-huh. like three thousand dollars Basically, and they'll pick mm. a an artist to draw it for you too. I feel like so they could chill out a little bump bit out more. more. I think the comic book industry you don't make a lot of money. Uh, I mean, it's definitely starting out, you don't exactly. So this is for you know those people that have always wanted to break into the industry. I think it's just interesting that like I think it's pretty hard to get attention out there. A lot of people, there's mm-hmm. a lot of it's one of those industries where there's a lot of people that want to break in, but there's not a lot of money to go around, so there's less jobs. I think so. You you mean the art industry yeah <laughs> anything that has to do with like artistic pretty much yeah so thanks napster well um, <laughs> they ruined they ruined comic books for us um do you know anything about this three worlds three moons like what is going on in that story not, not nothing really i just it sounds like there's three worlds that are intersecting and so it, but that's been going on for a while now yeah yeah i think um okay i need to check that out couple maybe a year now a couple of months at least okay but i need to check that out so i can submit my paragraph yeah i was thinking i've always daydreamed about being a comic book creator probably mm. not a writer because i'm bad with words but mm. never not a dream a daydream about being a comic book creator. my pitch is be like space wizards with laser swords and then like an army of white armored soldiers maybe um, troopers is what we call them okay tiny green man yeah um spaceships small teddy bear creatures you just describe star trek <laughs> dang it it's already taken uh yeah so this is pretty interesting right like people can can submit and finally break in yeah it's a great idea it's a good opportunity if you can even if you're in like the top 10 that he picks and shows like get your name out there yeah that's actually a big deal too is like uh you really don't know until someone takes a look at your work and it's jonathan hickman you know an established guy secret wars uh uh, freaking uh, the X-Men, right? Right, The yeah. re- rejuvenation recently. So it's like, who's on the panel that reviews it? Like Jonathan Hickman, Mark Cuban. <laughs> you get, this is the only one you can name. Up. Mr. Yeah. Perfect, right? Mr. Perfect, the guy that started FUBU. <laughs> <laughs> There's a guy that tries all of the products but never uh, <laughs> pays for it. You're like, oh, I'll try it. And then once he gets out, I was like, okay, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. He's just there for free samples. He thinks it's Costco. <laughs> Uh, so this is like a Shark Tank kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, but I but it has to fit in their world. That's a thing because like the subscribers, because he brought up this idea months ago, yeah. like uh, opening up to the fans. But then the subscribers were like, "Well, we kind of wanted stuff related to the world on on your Substack." Yeah, so was like okay, I'll I'll make it narrowed down into this universe Sp- specifically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, that's called Three Worlds, Three Moons. That's right. Yeah. I, I know there's other creators on Substack mm-hmm. like making uh, uh, comic books. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to deep dive into that. Maybe maybe that'll be enough that, for my side story next week. Is that open to everybody? Anybody can put something out there and then just have it sold to people? I think so. By, you know, like regular, it's like Patreon, I think. So yeah, you'd so have, you have to, to get approval and get advertise it, I guess, somehow. Yeah. There's probably eyes on it too from the people that approve it, things like that. Okay. Well, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, fun idea. Um, definitely check out Three Worlds, Three Moons. I'm going to see what that's all about. Me too. Yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, Jeff Lemire's got something on Substack. Very curious about that. Cool. All right. Well, that's it for the news this week. If you haven't yet, please don't forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. Just search us in your podcast app 
or search us on Spotify or on, uh, or on Amazon Music, even though we don't have music, uh, and all the Apple podcasts, all those. Yeah, that's right. If writing a comic book is too much work for you, maybe you can just subscribe to us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the Reader Copy Podcast. We'll fill you in on the world of comic books. We're at the Reader Copy Podcast. All right, we got one comic book to talk about today. It's called Ninja Turtles: The Last Ronin. When I say the Ninja Turtles cartoon, which one are you thinking of? I think of my era of Ninja Turtle cartoons, like the reboot of it. So uh, is that the one where they're like, their limbs are like more tubes, tubular? <laughs> no, it, it kind of does look like uh, maybe a bit more anime type okay. side of things. I know like the old cartoon is like, was it in the 80s? Um, I'm not sure. I think it's early 90s. It was? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It looked like all the other cartoons back then, right? Yeah. Very like, I don't know, DuckTales looking. Yeah. Yeah. Because then there's a, like a new one, a new, I know like my friend's kids would watch Ninja Turtles and it would be like a little CG-ish. Right. And their hands and stuff were like elephant hooves. I know what you're <laughs> you saying. Don't, I yeah. don't explain it. It's like, so they're like shoulders are smaller, but their hands are bigger. Yeah. It's like. like like their, their legs were like that and the hands were just like baseball mitts. You're thinking like, this is not clubs. how you make a Ninja Turtle. Yeah. What, what are they thinking? That? How can they do that? <laughs> the shells are not big enough at all. No, no, no. <laughs> I think Ninja Turtles is one of those properties that every generation has theirs, their show. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I mine had one and then I saw the next cartoon like, this is not for me. I'm grown up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually so surprised how many versions there are that I didn't even know. Yeah, me too. I think they kind of slipped uh, by for me also, actually. Yeah. There's like new characters I didn't even know about. Really? Yeah. Like big characters? Yeah. Big. And then because, um, did you know this? In 2009, I believe, the whole thing was bought by Nickelodeon. I did know that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah pretty interesting. So like the whole property of it? like Everything, yeah. So like the creators of it, which is... um. Um, what's his name? Kevin Eastman. Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. Mm-hmm. Um, they pretty much sold controlling rights to it, but I think um, Eastman stayed on as like creative on it on the comics. Gotcha. Okay. Right? Okay. Because I mean, the comics have always been a bit darker than the shows. Yeah. So like the comic books, they're totally different than the silly cartoon shows, especially when it started off. Yeah. Like it was way more like almost like Frank Miller esque. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. I mean, it was copying. Daredevil, right? Like exactly yeah. the hand and the Foot Clan, right? So the the ooze that um, splattered onto Daredevil's eyes is the same ooze that spilled into the sewer. And the turtles got on. At least they allude to that, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not. They can't connect it, obviously. No, yeah, definitely. I mean, they should, huh? Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> like, yeah. crossover? I would love to see that. Yeah. Um, speaking of crossovers, Ninja Turtles have a lot of crossovers before. They've crossed over with uh, Power Rangers. I know that one for sure. <laughs> More recently, they've crossed over with Batman. That's pretty big, too. Yeah, that was one of the comics I wanted to get into. Um, and then after, um, they were bought by Nickelodeon, the comic books started getting published by IDW. And at that point, this is 2011, they kind of like, let's start over from scratch, issue zero. From fresh. Like a retelling of it, right? And they still had characters, like the mainstay characters, Splinter, Shredder. But then, um, some of the other characters, like, um, Baxter Stockman, who's like a evil scientist guy. Yeah. They kind of skewed his character a little bit. At that point, he now worked for the corporation the evil corporation that made the ooze 
I see. Where okay. in the original, he didn't do, he didn't work for that. He's company. just not related. Yeah. Um, he's the creator of these turtle fighting robots that are called, um, first ones were called like mousers. What? Why are they called mousers? Because they look like little mice. They're small robots. They're small. They're pretty much just chomping teeth with legs. Right. Okay. They, 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 are, they look like eye dogs. Do you remember those? Oh, yeah. Those yeah. toy robots. Right. They look like that. Uh, so there's that, that guy, right? Um, and then uh, there's like Krang. You remember Krang? Yeah, he's the belly guy. Well, he's the brain inside this robot, but he sat not in the head. He sat in the belly. <laughs> he's an alien, right? What is he? He's an alien is he... brain. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he looked like. A brain with a face and tentacles. There's like a whole world, right, of them. Like like a, a race of them. Yeah. I don't know what they're called. They're not called the Krangs, right there. No. It's like, I think it's kind of like Yoda, where you never know what their race is oh, called. Oh, okay. Well, all right. But there's, isn't there like a, some type of lore where there's like a bunch of them, like sleeper cells? Like you don't, actually don't know if there's I, someone living in someone's belly. I don't know, because that was beyond the cartoons that I watched. Oh, really? What? Okay. So I'm talking about my teenage mutant. Could be, yeah. Wow. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. I remember that. So um, the IDW um, kind of like in tradition with the original Ninja Turtles, the first uh, five issues, they all wore the red bandana. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah. Was it black and white or was it? I don't think it was black and white because they had red. Yeah. So they all wore that. It wasn't until issue, I think, five where Splinter gave the other turtles their own colors. He was like, I can't tell you guys apart. This is a bad idea. (laughs) Or do you have rat eyes? I can't tell. <laughs> um, and then, um, you know, the, I think that run got pretty popular. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, gigantic, right? Yeah, it kept going, right? The early run. Uh, it went, one of the milestones for issue runs was when they got to issue 50, right? Oh, Issue 50 culminated with, uh, I believe, like Shredder in like his final battle. And he actually, spoiler alert, he dies in issue 50. Okay. The first right? run. Yeah. And then um, in um, the IDW run. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, I see. He dies in issue 50. And then uh, a character that I didn't know existed because I'd never watched Beyond the Mike Generation. You haven't kept up? He has a daughter. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, uh, Karai, I think her name is like that. She becomes the new head of the foot. Interesting. Okay, the leader. Yeah. New leader. So, like, everything after that, even in the new cartoons, she's like the head of the foot. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, there's a female leader. Wow. Thanks, woke culture. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then, like, later down the line in the comics, they add a fifth Ninja Turtle who's a female. Again. Okay. (laughs) Uh, And I actually, I think she is a Foot Clan member that, like, defected. Oh, is it a Ninja Turtle? Or is it just a woman? She was, like, a woman first. Oh. And um, she was a Foot Clan member, but then she like it's almost like um, Finn in Star Wars kind of defected. But then they're like, stay in there, and you could be like our eyes and ears in the inside. Oh wow! Right, oh. but then something happened to her. I think she gets injured and needs a blood transfusion. <laughs> <laughs> and then the only one around is like a Ninja Turtle. Oh, I guess she turns green. <laughs> she becomes a turtle. <laughs> so that happens. And then um, finally we get to issue 100 where I think they wanted to like make a, a big change. And that's where we get into uh, close to the story we're doing today, which is a leap in time. This is way in the future now of the Ninja Turtles. And there's only one of them left. And Whoa. it's called The Last Ronin. And 
Um, what's cool about this story is like it's way in the future, right? So it's yeah. almost like cyberpunky looking. It does look like that. The foot have almost pretty much won, right? They've taken over New York. It's like a authoritarian police state, right? Of New York. Yeah. Um, three of the Ninja Turtles have died, mm. uh, and the last one carries all the weapons and wears a black bandana instead of their co- original color. Just who is it under there? That's the mystery leading up to the story. Like when they're like marketing the story and before the first issue came out it was like who's the last one right right that was right. like the marketing campaign so guess what we're gonna spoil it today <laughs> well yeah so just in case uh we're doing the first three issues it was a five issue miniseries run yeah and didn't then, like recently end um well this came out in 2020 yeah and then it ended after five issues but then there's a new um one that came out was like the last run in the lost years so oh. that's like another series that came out that's pretty dope okay yeah um, like I said, this came out in 2020. It's by uh, a story that Eastman and Laird thought of like way back before they sold it to Nickelodeon. Okay, a long time ago. But never published. It was just like an idea that they had, right? Mm, ruminating up there. Okay. Yeah. So when this came to fruition, they even though he's not working on it technically, they put Peter Laird's name on it because he's accredited from the idea. Oh, okay. So he yeah. doesn't really work on them. No, I don't think he works recently. on them yeah, anymore. Okay. So this is actually the first IDW thing that has his name on it. That's pretty cool. All yeah. right. All right. Yeah. But Eastman has been working on it ever since. And then he works with another writer called, uh, called named Tom Waltz. Okay. And I think he's uh, kind of like IDW guy. He works on a lot of their properties. Like I think you're like Transformers and GI Joe and stuff like that. Okay. Which to me, like that's IDW. The, the old cartoons turned into comic book form. Right. I think you're like, um, that's what IDW is pretty much. They take other IP and put com- and put them in comic books. Yeah, right, right. Continue the story like this. So I think like Ghostbusters and Back to the Future have IDW. I didn't know that, comic really? books. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then the artist is. Let me know how you pronounce this name because the first name is uh, E S A U. Okay, you want me to give my a try? Yeah, Isao. Isao. That's kind of how I was gonna say it. Too. Okay. Um, Isao Escorza yeah. is um, the penciler for the a lot of the covers and the interior work. And uh, I couldn't find much about him. All I know is that um, he did a lot of... Do you know the comic book Heavy Metal or like Heavy Metal like IP? I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like a, a magazine that's like back in the 80s and still... I think it's still around. I don't know. I, I'm not sure, but Quiet, he's maybe? worked on that a lot. All right. All right cool. So the comic book is pretty much like has their four names on it, right? Even though uh, I think for Laird, it was kind of like just because the idea sparked from him back in the day. Okay. Okay. But it still counts. I mean, you know, yeah, definitely. You wouldn't, right? wouldn't get here without that idea, right? Yeah. And it sounds like Eastman, he's like all in to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, yeah. even today. Like, right. I think he got like super rich off it, mm-hmm. but also like sued a lot because everyone just wanted a piece of the money. I think he like, yeah, got a super rich when he definitely when he sold when they sold it to Nickelodeon right yeah but then his like deal was like I'm gonna keep working on it though so like I now work for you for sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but I mean like Teenage Mutant Tinders was like super big when the first comic came out right yeah I think it was it like got, like a really like, pop culture underground kind of because like underground comics was getting big too back that's then. that yeah so that this like kind of like was one of those I'm wondering if it's like the first co- uh, comic book that got turned into a cartoon like ever um, I don't know. Oh, there's probably well, Superman. Well, and like Ducktales. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. There's definitely like Disney comic books way before the '80s. 
Okay, good point. Good point. Yeah. Um, but then what, what like Wildcats became a cartoon. <laughs> was that a comic book? Wildcats? Oh, Wildcats. I'm thinking about Thundercats. I was like, whoa. Okay, Wildcats. There were Thundercats comic books, but I think it's a cartoon first. Afterwards? Yeah. Okay, okay. Man, Thundercats, I missed that. <laughs> I wonder if there's comic books of that. New, newer ones? Yeah, probably. Maybe. Um, so, like I said, this is five issues. Takes place kind of, this is almost like a Days of Future Past kind of story. Future type thing, like a Dark Knight Returns. Right, yeah. Um, so, we start off with the last Ronin. This is a Ninja Turtle um, you can tell it's way in the future because they're actually like wrinkly. <laughs> oh yeah, this 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 Ninja Turtle. Yeah, because you know they're teenagers. It's literally in the title, but they're not teenagers forever. Even though like in the run of the comic books, it's been whatever since the eighties to now, they're still called teenage mutant yeah. turtles. <laughs> it's they're refreshing, they're rebooting every time. They're at least middle aged by now. It's an old man mutant. <laughs> yeah, they're pushing forty at least for sure. Yeah. So um, this last Ronin, I like his getup. Like he's got all their weapons, right? All the four of the Ninja Turtles, like has in uh, on the back, right? Yeah, decked out in all black. All black, like definitely like a Frank Miller inspired, like kind of like vibe to it, right? Whole getup, yeah. Because like even the sky is like red. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean he straight up looks like a classic ninja right now, right? Exactly. And we see, like you said, New York has become like this militarized, almost run by the foot, right? Yeah, like with the big police lights circling around, you know, it's very, uh, um, you know, under control, mm. authority state everywhere. They've created a whole like perimeter wall that this last road is trying to breach. He's using like ninja stars and like the, the rope. Grappling right? hook. Grappling hook. And it feels like really like this Ninja Turtle is on its like last mission. Yes. He's got an internal monologue that's like, this is it, all or nothing, I'm going for it. Like he knows there's no like, almost like no turning back now. He's willing to do the hard stuff, pushing through all the sludge of the edge of the city. And he's like, I live in the sewers. I'm used to this. (laughs) So he breaches the wall of the city. And when he gets in, it's like, it's almost like chaos. Like it's very crowded. It feels like gangs kind of like, run this run the cities like the the lower levels even though the foot like controls the entire city i'm sure there's like pockets of gangs that like this is our neighborhood kind of thing right right sketchy areas right um there's flying cars now so it is the future but they're like above this this area it's yeah. like the grit and dirty uh like blade runner type it was very blade runner very judge dread yes yeah <laughs> right and um this ninja turtle is like okay uh i'm at the perimeter at the edge but i the heart of the city is where i gotta get to right that's where the foot like headquarters is yes and he's a ninja, right? So he's got to be like very stealthy. But also he's like kind of like, I'm running out of time. So he just steals a motorcycle, yeah. which is like not very stealthy. He just steals that thing and runs down the whole stretch of the city, get to the center. Um, the whole time there's like an inner monologue, right? It's actually right. his uh, passed away brothers are talking to him. Yeah, in his head. Right. He's like in his head talking to them like um, his brother's like clowning on him. like Right. Because we know there are four brothers. They like talk to each other like jokingly yeah. and make fun of them. Poke right? at each other. Yeah. But the one that's alive, <laughs> that's talking... It's very like his like because he's lost everything. Yeah, is more stoic. That's right. More like uh, trying to like ignore the jokes that are happening in his head. He's like gritty, right? Yeah, he's, he sounds like Batman right now. Exactly, right? 
while all the other ones are cracking jokes like, oh man, you're not that much of a ninja right now. Right. Right. In his head, right? <laughs> exactly. So he knows like, okay, I, I need to get over this section. And he does something pretty cool. This this whole book feels like a futuristic movie made in the 80s. That's right. I was going <laughs> to say that. I like the art. Like everything is like the colors are like teals and magentas. Right. It's yeah. what the 80s thought the future was. <laughs> exactly. So what he does is he dri- jumps this motorcycle over like this fence. And then in the air, like kind of lets go of the motorcycle, which then crashes in the ground into this gas truck that explodes, which then propels the Ninja Turtle even further. <laughs> yeah, because he's got to get to the top there, right? Yeah, and he like get like projectile to the, against this wall, this building, where he can then kind of like pry open this grate that he can like sneak into the, the shaft of the the perimeter. Exactly, and he it's like he's going from the bottom lower level to the next level of like yeah a bit more like suburban future suburban type. So he's like pushing up a manhole, like he's like coming out of the sewers. It looks like right. It's like I'm used to this. This is what I do all day. <laughs> and then when he gets like to the next level of the city or whatever. Here, it's like now there's people out, but then there's also like these cyber robot police ninjas. Yeah, right. Well, it's very RoboCop ninja type yeah. thing walking around and it's like halt. Right? Yeah, they're patrolling and then they see him and they're like, freeze, right? Halt. And then uh, he's like, okay, well, I got to run. So he's booking it. He even does like the ninja gas smoke to like try to get away from these things. But they're they're not like regular foot soldiers or whatever. They have like enhanced AI or whatever, mm-hmm. so that they can like see him in the alley. They chase him down. So he's like, okay, I just gotta fight them now. Just gotta get out of here. He's uh, making swipes at them, chopping off their heads off, and some of them do fall down. He's realizing, oh, they're they are human under there, but they're more robot than human now yeah they're cyborgs it's like messed up future stuff you can imagine yeah because like he's smashed one of the helmets off and you could see like an eyeball in there but like coming out of the body is like wires and he's like well i gotta get through these guys so he's just like it's it's a total shift he's not really a hero anymore he just has to get this done so he's like chopping them up right he's using all his weapons now it's pretty cool because he'll use like the sword but also like the, the sides and all these daggers and stuff so, so who is he Right, he's good at all of them. It's pretty pretty fun, right? Yeah. He, he even like tosses like the staff straight into like some of their heads and it like breaks open. Right. And it's this whole chase sequence now where he's like on top of like the subway that's running and then he has to like jump down onto like a flying car. So it's a very like... You know what's fifth element? <laughs> <laughs> now we're in fifth element. Yeah. <laughs> what he does is he hijacks a police flying car right and he throws like one of the the driver out but when he tries to control it it knows it's not he's not supposed to do it yeah so it, like he can't control it It literally like goes like upside down it barrels out and goes through a billboard and he just like tumbles down and onto like a rooftop yeah and it's like this is more my speed and he'll just right. run and jump across the rooftops to get to where he's going so uh, it's almost like a play on like the ninja turtles were like the young cool ones oh yeah but now way in the future where there's like flying cars and stuff. He's like, I, I don't know how to use this stuff. 
I mean, it's literally a ninja. It's already a forgotten art when he started up. <laughs> then we see who's at the top of this Foot Clan tower, right? And it, we know it's not Shredder. Shredder is long gone. Yeah. So we think it's his daughter. It's not even his daughter. Who is it? So this is Shredder's now grandson, right? His name is... Um, Oroku Hiroto. Right. Because uh, do you know what Shredder's real name is? Uh, no, is it just Shredder? Is that what his given name? <laughs> uh, his name is like Oroku Saki. Oroku Saki, okay. Yeah, so he's kind of like named after the his grandfather. Gotcha. This is like the Kylo Ren. Oh, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> he even looks like him. He's got he long black looks hair. looks like Adam Driver. <laughs> I mean, he's dressed in all black. Maybe it's pretty on, on nose to Star Wars because... I mean, even his like police people kind of look like stormtroopers. <laughs> right. So I want to describe his like penthouse top of the tower base here because one, it's huge. Two, there's like columns of like ancient, um, like Eastern architecture. Yeah. Like, it has like dragons around the columns and stuff. But then also like he's got like a cybernetic home base of like 20 monitors connected to one keyboard. High tech. Right. And then on top of that, a bunch of crows just flying around. <laughs> Aren't they going to be cropping under a nice ass computer? <laughs> These are future crows. They don't do that anymore. So this is kind of, honestly, this is something, some new lore I learned in this comic is that like Shredder and Splinter knew each other before. Yeah, you didn't know that? I didn't know that. They were rivals before this. Before Shredder got the metal suit and Splinter was a rat? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even know that. I I don't know. uh, There's two different um, train of thoughts here. (laughs) In the movie that I saw as a kid, the first Ninja Turtles movie. That's my head canon. Okay. um, Splinter was just a pet rat that then mutated into like a life-size humanoid rat. But in the cartoon, he was human and then mutated into a rat. So it's like totally opposite method as the Ninja Turtles, who were turtles for sure. Yeah. So it's like, which one do you want to believe, I guess? Yeah. I like the movie version. It makes more sense to me. (laughs) But there's also a part where he's a rat that trains martial arts. Like he's a rat still. He's like practicing. Because he's a pet pet rat doing martial arts. (laughs) So now we're catching up with the Ninja Turtle and he's like, you know, running on rooftops trying to get to the base and he even like steals, again, there's another scene where he steals a motorcycle, right? right. but this time it's like a cop motorcycle and he's fighting his way through like waves of these like robot cops, right? A lot of them are cool because like each kind of like time he has like a battle, I think like he's using a different weapon. Right. So you don't know which one it is. He's like proficient in all of them. Right. He's got all the time to practice. So he's got all the ninja skills. He's fighting off and like each wave of these policemen, they're like upgraded, like they're stronger. Like this one's got like right. uh, sp- like swords coming out of his hands. Um, there's one that has even more armor. So it's just like layers that's going up and up, this this like groups of police. And um, this new head of the foot, Shredder's grandson, is like watching it through the monitors, make his way like up the building, right? Through like the security cameras. Yeah. And he's like just killing everybody to get to the top. This is Raid Redemption now. <laughs> And then he busts through like the window to get to the the penthouse and he's like fighting him, right? But he he literally like was like, This is my last picture, I don't care if I die. Yeah. And uh he's like charging these robots and a giant robot I think it's like supposed to be like a mouser, but like bigger. Souped up. Right? Like a super mouser. Yeah. <laughs> um, grabs him, the last Ronin, and pushes him out the window and they both are like falling down. And as he's falling, he's like 
no, I'm not gonna get my revenge. This yeah. is it. I'm I'm about to die. He's literally falling from a building. He's losing, right? He's seeing it, right? Um, but he's falling from a skyscraper, basically. Yeah. And he lands on the ground, and he's like, "How am I still alive?" Like he's yeah. he's hurt, but he's talking. Yeah. He's surprised, right? And every everyone around him was like, "Whoa, this guy just fell from the building, and now he's getting up." Totally. And. Um, he kind of like disappears in the crowd because the cops are coming mm-hmm. and we see a blood trail and it, no, surprise, surprise, it goes to like a manhole and then like down the sewer. Yes. Yes. And he's like, uh, he's bleeding out real. Like he's like blood coming out of his mouth. He's trying to get to a corner where he pulls out all of his and his brother's weapons like in front of him. Right. Right. And he even puts on the masks down on across the weapons. Yeah. And this is like, he really feels like I failed my family, my brothers, my father. This is like my last attempt at honor. Yeah. And I failed. And he's like contemplating supuku, right? If you know what that is. Right. right. It's it's in his head and very sad as he's he takes the sword up and he's he's pondering it. When a, a, a young girl approaches, like maybe a teenager, and it's like, wait, stop. Are you a ninja turtle? <laughs> right. It's almost like um, like secret lore or something that these ninja turtles existed. Yes. Because it's been so long. Yeah. It's like finding an alligator in the sewers, right? It's like urban legend of New York. Something <laughs> yeah. like that. You can imagine. And then before he could finish, he like passes out from, from falling from a building. Yeah. I'm pretty tired. He wakes up. And when he wakes up, he's like younger. Mm. And he's surrounded by his brothers. And he's like, whoa, how am I here? And he's like back at their home. The old uh, sewer lair, right? Where their original base. Yeah. But we realize this is more of like a, maybe like a fever dream. Mm-hmm. And in reality, uh, he is back at home, but like he's old, he's bandaged up. He's got like IVs running through his veins. And the one there that's helping him is April O'Neil. Oh, crap. <laughs> so that's that news reporter friend. Oh, yeah. Forgot to explain who that is. <laughs> who uh, is a human and is, is a friend of, of theirs, right? Yeah. And she only has one jacket. <laughs> She likes one color, right? She's she looks like she's like 60, 70 year old now. Pretty old. And she's still wearing the yellow jacket. <laughs> That's true. The same one, huh? Um, and apparently she has survived this whole time and she is now trying to revive this last ninja turtle. Wow. And we see how what happened and in the movie, uh, this is really cool because like it's almost like an exact picture from the movie. Is it? I didn't know that. Because she used to run a thrift store. I remember like a second hand store. <laughs> Uh, it's called Second Time Around. Yeah. And she lives above it, right? That's where her apartment is. And if you remember in the movie, they like invade that apartment. It's a really cool scene. Are they like sneaking it around? Well, like the, the Foot Clan, like they just charge and like overtake it and they have a whole fight inside her apartment. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but at this point, um, she is happily married to Casey Jones. Wow. Yeah. The hockey player. <laughs> I don't think he played any sports, but he had a lot of sports mobilia. <laughs> You know, does he have a New York accent? Yeah. Casey Jones. So he's a vigilante that was like, used sports equipment. Right. I think his big thing was, um, was it like a, that English sport, that big club, whatever a, that a, is? A cricket? Cricket, yeah. yeah. And he wore like a hockey mask, right? Yes. And he had long hair. Yeah. So um, they're married now, right? 
And at this time, this is like a flashback sequence. Right. They're preparing dinner and they're expecting the Ninja Turtles. As their dinner guests to just have a nice dinner. Yeah, they're having a dinner. Um, This is like the weirdest thing to me. I thought that too. They're preparing dinner for mutant turtles, right? That live in the sewer. (laughs) So erase the fact that they're mutant animals. Even if you just invited people to your house that usually live in the sewer. (laughs) (laughs) Like I wouldn't invite them to my house. Like if you're saying like, you know, we'll have it at your place. Yeah. (laughs) Why don't we meet at the restaurant? And sit outside. <laughs> but um, when the turtles arrive, they're actually in like a frantic state. They're they're panicking. Raphael's the first one to barge in there. And he like pushes all the food on the table just off of the table. And he's like, it was an ambush. The Foot Clan attacked us. We see now Michelangelo and Donatello, they're helping um, Splinter in because he's like badly injured. Yeah, really. A lot of cuts and, and bruises and... Uh, it looks it looks faint for him, right? And April is trying to help him out, trying to give medical attention, but it, it looks dire as she's like, I think we need a real doctor. Yeah, this was like worse than it's ever been. Yes. And they don't know what to do. Um, Casey Jones is like, where's Leonardo? He's like, he stayed back to like make sure no one was following us. So he grabs his baseball bat. It's a Jose Canseco bat. <laughs> <laughs> And he, uh, he's like gonna go run and like help Leonardo, right? But then he actually shows up at the door and he's like, uh, I, no one followed us. It's over, right? Yeah. But he kind of like knows already that Shredder's not gonna, I mean, Shredder, Splinter's not gonna make it. Yeah. It looks pretty, pretty uh, dark there. But, uh, you know, Raphael's like, we, we, we gotta, we gotta get a revenge right now. Like, we gotta take them down. How we had a truce and they broke it. Right. So no one, like, no one wants to leave Splinter, just passed away. And Raph is like, screw that. And he goes and he goes on his own. This is a very Raphael thing to do. I think he did it in the movie, right? <laughs> yeah, I think in the second one. And he goes and like there's like gruesome scenes here where like he finds a foot soldier and like tortures him for information. Yeah. So like this is not the cartoon I watched. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and he's trying to find the base of where the Foot Clan are, and uh, it really just looks like an outside of like a warehouse, right? Like um, where the construction's going on, right? And it's just a lot of foot soldiers looking at their leader, and it is currently at this time Karai, right? Right, the, 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 daughter. the daughter. Yes, they're all just like watching her as she's like like prepping them up for attack, right? She's saying like the truth is over, the truth is over. Yeah, and it's just like in the movie, like. One at a time, a Foot Clan member from the back like, is like taken out like stealthily. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Raphael is like sweeping their legs and taking them out, taking yeah. them quietly, right? And then all of a sudden, you just hear him like scream and like jump into the middle of the pile of Foot Clan. And he's like, I don't care. I'm going to take out all of you right yes. by myself. And he almost does. Like there's a whole battle where it's like him versus like 50. But he's angry right now. He's got his size and he's cutting them up. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of Foot Clan also just kind of getting in each other's way. He's taking them on, uh, which each upgrade, like he's getting sliced up too. He's getting cut up, but he's taking he's not, them on. not stopping, right? No, he's angry. And then um, Shredder's daughter jumps in to fight too. And she's like probably like the best one. She's like more formidable than the rest of the regular Foot Clan. Obviously. So they're, it's like them two just fighting now and they're at the dock and they're like blow for blow hitting each other. And they end up in the water where Raph kind of like bear hugs her and just lets them sink to the bottom where he's, I guess he's pretty much saying like, 
we're both going to die now for revenge. Yeah. But she's able to like counter it and stab him and get away. And he's the only one that like falls to the bottom. So that was um, the first fallen, which is what um, April's remembering, which is, uh, I guess it's Splinter and Raph died the same night. And I'm thinking like, they're obviously going to choose Raphael to be the last role because he's yeah. the most dark character of, yeah, of them all. Right? So I'm like, it's got to be Raphael. It's not him. Wow. And now we catch up to what April has been doing. We see her now. Uh, she is, you know, has been living in the sewer now. Yeah, we we didn't know that she was alive. Like, even this Ninja Turtle didn't know. Yeah, thought everyone was dead. He thought he was, like, the last of the whole family. Of everyone he knew, really. Uh, she is missing an arm and a leg. That's true. But she's got, like, a cybernetic... Um, a replacement leg and arm. Right. She's trying to put it on, right? She's waking up and she like drops the leg and it like rolls to the other side of the room. She she can't get it. So she calls for uh, Casey to help her. Casey's alive. Right. And then uh, we see her now. She's like preparing breakfast for this last Ninja Turtle. And it's almost like both of them were surprised to even see the other one. That's true. Yeah. She thought all the Ninja Turtles were gone too and but she's like, um, she's at the lair. Like this is their old sewer lair too. Yeah. And she's actually able to make a life for herself. You're kind of quiet. Right. Beneath even the bottom of, of the whole world. Like right. the, obviously the sewer. Yeah. I was making fun of her earlier for inviting people to her house. <laughs> and now she's the one living in the sewer. It's a different world. And then she's like, she's preparing um, food, right? And then she calls Casey, like, come on, it's time to eat. And then the turtle's like, well, Casey's alive, but it's not the Casey who he's thinking of. It is actually this person called Casey Marie Jones, which is April's daughter. Right. And this is Casey Jones' daughter, too. Yes. Uh, so this is a new character I've never heard of. Yes, Casey. <laughs> this was the the girl that found the mutant turtle earlier in the sewer. Right. So Casey Marie Jones. And um, she's kind of a spunky character, a lot like Casey Jones, the the father. So I, I think um, she was pretty much raised here in the sewer. Right. And while she was there, she's growing up reading all like the martial arts material and books that um, Splinter had. Yes. And I think she's like been kind of like training herself. Yeah. I mean, all of the old ninja equipment is down there. She can practice. It's literally like a dojo down there. She she practices like she's uh, well equipped to do kendo right there in martial right. art. So then uh, she's never like trained with anyone else though. So this Ninja Turtle is like, okay, let me like see what you got. And they kind of like help each other train even further. Uh, while they're in the training room, she does question him about like where he's been, right? Yeah. It's been a long time since I think the other turtles have died. That's true. And he kind of just reappeared now. So he explains where he's been. And I like when they do this flashback. Me too. Because the art style is like the original art style. Right. Like uh, uh, it's very like black and white, but also heavy like whiteout used, right. I think, to make the edges rounder. But uh, he, he explains that he went to up in the snowy mountains, right? And he kind of went up there just to, I guess, kind of just to die. Yeah. He was the last one. He was alone. But he, his like mutant powers in him, his mutant ability makes him like survive even the the very freezing cold. And as the spring came, he can like live off the land. And he's like, well, I'm going to just stay here and find peace in a way. It's very um, 
kind of like samurai-ish, like yeah. being left alone, being the last Ronin. Uh, and it's cool. Like I didn't think about this. As he grew older, his mutation made him stronger. Like it kept mutating even further. I think that's why he survived falling from a building. That makes sense. I like that because I think April even said like you look, you're like bigger, you're like buffer, right? Like right. He does look hella big, like bigger than the other turtles before. Something's uh, you know changed in him too. And I think he spent the years just like traveling the world. Like he would like hide in like cargo ships yes very batman begins absolutely uh heightening his skills he's got all the weapons of his brothers so uh, he makes use of them and of course he finds enemies because they see this green monster so he you know he does get his practice in he has uh, splinter's book and it always reminds him that like all the lessons the honor that his family brings and he arrives at the the like mission that he has to get his revenge right on the foot clan now and then april reveals that she has this thing that uh of a character that i never knew (laughs) at all i thought you would know this because it seemed like an old thing i think it's possibly from like the newer comics or something okay but this um it's like a robot huh so she has like a robot head and this robot was named like fujizoid fugazoid fugatoid i I don't know something like that right yeah um i looked up what this was (laughs) Oh, oh it's an alien scientist Alien scientist. Oh, wow. Comes from a planet of alien scientists. (laughs) A planet of them? All right. (laughs) And then I think, like, I think maybe like the Krang aliens attacked him or something like that and might have killed him. So then his, his, like, AI robot assistants had to put his brain into a robot body. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) So now this is him. And then eventually became like an ally of the turtles. Right. Okay. Like a companion. Yeah. He's, uh, he looks like, not his backstory, but he looks like an Alpha 5 from Power Rangers. There you go. He's one of those, right? Right. So now we learned um, another flashback about, I think, what happened to the rest of the turtles and and this robot character that I never knew existed. So uh, apparently this, this robot also has like an enemy in Stockman, right? Yeah. Yeah. The other, like, he's like the bad scientist on the other side that works right, for the foot exactly. So they have like a rivalry of the scientists. And it sounds like Stockman has his whole plan to take him. So, yeah, they set up like kind of like a fortress almost at this warehouse. Yeah. So we know Splinter has died, Raphael has died. So now they're only like, what is it, Leo, Donatello, Michelangelo, Casey Jones. And I think they have like a whole crew of like f- like f- allies. <laughs> I think the idea is like they're rebels. And yeah. the this is the, in the midst of the Foot Clan taking over the whole city. Right. And I, I really like the Foot Clan robots, how they look here. Oh, yeah. Because they look like the Foot Clan soldiers from the cartoon I watched. Oh, do they? Because they have like the purple outfit and the purple mask. But they're also like more, like you can see the robotics in them. So they're almost like death troopers. Oh, wow. Okay. So very, very lanky and kind of more militant as they kind of just break through walls. Yeah. They literally just like walk through a brick wall to get their um, attack, the turtles, right? Yeah. And then Baxter Stockman also has, remember? (laughs) It's a funny name. Baxter Stockman? Yeah. He's an evil scientist, right? So he, he creates a whole bunch of like robots to attack the turtles. And remember those mousers? Yeah. He makes those, but then some are like, he has like flying versions of those, right? And they're just like a hordes of them are, are attacking the base while the turtles are, some of them are trying to get out. Leonardo, the leader, is always sticking around and Casey's got his his sledgehammer. 
they, the two of them were like, we, we got to hold them off. And it's lit like a flood of them just fill this warehouse. They're fighting as much as they can. And um, Baxter Stockman, like his ultimate like thing here was to just wipe them all out. Yeah. So he literally like sets off the bomb inside all the mousers. And the whole warehouse is like rubble now, right? And we see like Leonardo's sword is like hanging by itself and Casey Jones' mask is hanging. Yes. Yeah. So kind of know they didn't make it. Yes, some losses there. Um, and so it's not Leonardo, I guess. <laughs> We're running out of turtles. <laughs> now in the future or the current time when this is happening, yes. I think um, Casey Jones' female, <laughs> the daughter, and the last Ronin, I think they're like trying to make their way back to the the Foot Clan base, whatever. Yeah. To like get the revenge. Get revenge. And then we see what really happened after that explosion. How did the people that survived still survive? And the one that survived was April, right? That's right. And I, I really thought this was funny. It was um, April was like, yeah, that explosion actually like knocked me out of the area and then also made me pregnant. Oh my God, that's not what happened. Because <laughs> she realized she's pregnant after the explosion. Yes. During physical therapy. And I was like, well, the explosion impregnated her. No. <laughs> I, th I think they were doing something before. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So it's like the, the aftermaths of all that, right? She has to, she's on her own. Casey's gone, but she has to raise this baby and she's kind of adrift and makes her way back down to the sewer later. Yeah. I think instead of fighting, she thinks she's alone, right? Mm -hmm. Her husband's dead. She thinks all the turtles are dead. Yeah. And then, um, so she raises the daughter in, in the sewer and then they're like, okay, well, the three of us are the only ones alive left. Now they're going to have to come up with a plan, but they're really outnumbered. Absolutely. And I think, um, the head of the Foot Clan now has like almost set up like a bounty for the last Ronin. He's like addressed the entire city to like kill this one Ninja Turtle. Right. There's like a hologram played for everyone. Like, yeah. I want this last turtle. Right. So then April has like one surprise left that she has and she literally has a tank. <laughs> And I think the Ninja Turtles had like, you know, vehicles and stuff. Yeah, this was a toy, right? Yeah, but this is this is almost like uh, the Batmobile from The Dark Knight. The Tumblr? Yeah. yeah, it just looks like that, but painted green Yeah, for the style. So that's the. I think that's where we're going to stop it here. This is like the last end where um, the last one is going to go for his final attack and get his revenge. Yeah. The first issue does reveal at the end who this turtle is. Yes. Do you want to spoil it or do you want to hold it off and let them? I, I want to maybe hold it off because okay. okay. there's two more issues and i think if you liked what you've heard so far you should try to fish a story and um figure out who the last turtle is on your own there's still some options out there yeah. who could it be yeah but uh i thought this was great because i was like oh man it's it's bringing in things we know of the characters already maybe just watch them if you just watch the movie this will be fun or just to read this right you know? yeah like like building off that lore it's an old man turtle basically yeah it's pretty much that right yeah I wish the characters I knew were in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, there's other like secondary characters from the cartoon. Well, I mean, like I love Shredder. I wish he was in it. Yeah, that's true. He's not really. It's He's like a different Shredder. Shredder. It's very much like Kylo Ren to to Darth Vader. To Darth Vader, like that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. So that's um, the first three issues of the Last Ronin Ninja Turtles. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I loved how it's in a different setting than I'm used to for Ninja Turtles. It's an awesome read. Yeah, yeah. Check it out. It's Last Ronin. Uh, let's get into our side stories. I've been digging a show on Netflix that I just happened upon. It is a Japanese uh, show called Alice in Borderlands. Uh, if you've taken a look on Netflix a uh, little bit, you might have run across it too. 
but it's a it's basically a, a live action show that's based on a manga from Japan. Uh, it, Which is based on what comic books? Is that what you're leading towards? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Is it based on Alice in Wonderland? Yeah, it is. Yeah, there you go. The uh, so the main character, his name is Arisu. Uh, he's a guy, but he's a <laughs> he's like a nerdy uh, guy that's kind of listless in life, right? He just plays video games all day, and he, he doesn't go for job interviews and all that. His his dad is angry at him for that. Um, he's got these two other, like, loser friends that he kind of pals around with. Um, he's navigating through Shibuya, so, like, you know, the city of Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, he's just out on a town with his friends late drinking. Out of nowhere, everyone in the world kind of just disappears. Just him and his three, his two friends. So there's okay. the three of them. And then he like goes about this. It's like it's like a um, it's just like a Walking Dead, right? It's like kind of empty. It's like pretty. There's no people that they 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 see yeah. around. It's like post-apocalyptic almost. Like what happened out of nowhere? Yeah. This and then uh, he goes about. They go about the city and they find out that some other people are there and they're told that they have to play games to stay alive in this world. All right. Doesn't that sound like a manga? I don't know. I don't read mangas, <laughs> but they have to play games like. Um, like the first one is pretty interesting. There's like a door where there's like a, a one with the angel on it, and the other one has like the face of death on it, like like the Grim Reaper. And there's like a trippy f- way you have to figure out which door to open and which one you'll sur- will allow you to survive. It's kind of those kind of games, like almost like escape room games okay. type thing, right? Is it like one of them's lying and one of them always tells the truth? Maybe you know that puzzle? No. Oh yeah, yeah. Like it's like a, a word puzzle kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like tricky stuff like that, right? It's just riddles? Some of them. Okay. So the interesting thing about these games is when you first enter, it's like you... You you enter them and you sign up as a contestant, right? Um, so it's up to you if you want to join it. But you they have these like cards that get assigned to them. Uh, the also uh, the thing also is like the only thing electronic working in the world are phones, like telephones. Okay. Cell phones. I don't know what it is, right? You really don't know how this is happening in the world, but they you're, also, lo- you're losing me. But okay. Once you start the game, you get a card. Like there's like a like a five of hearts or something like that on okay. like a playing card. Sure. So like like the Alice in Wonderland kind of oh, okay. connection, right? Yeah, I get it. And then so the number details like how difficult the game is. So like a five is like, or a seven, whatever is like the middle, right? And then uh, the the suit dictates the type of game it is. So it's not just riddles or whatever. So like a spade is like a physical game. Clubs is like regarding teamwork. And then the hearts, it's like a game of trust. So like... Oh, I get it. Right? Spade is like a shovel. Yeah. yeah. So it's physical. And exactly. A club is like a group of people, a club. Yeah, right. And then the heart. Diamond is like a test of wit and like you're sm- how smart you are. That doesn't really. I don't get it either. They, yeah. Yeah, they messed up. You just kind of break in my mind. I didn't even think of that. It's really... <laughs> But I mean, it's it's kind of cheesy in a way. It it does feel like so much like a, a anime because that's. Is there an Alice? His name is Irisu. Sounds like Alice. It's, but there's no Alice. No, he's he's Alice, the main character. It, it it's like there's like a play on. It no, sounds you're just similar. Stretch, like you're just that's what it changing is. Changing it. That's what it is. Because there's other characters. Because you could just call it the, his name, the title, and put his name in the title. Arisu in Borderlands? Yeah. Maybe. I mean, maybe. it's already not the title it, of it, Alice in Wonderland. It is translated already. So maybe it is Arisu in okay. Borderlands in Japanese. But right. 
there's other like the there's another girl character that's called Usagi, which means like rabbit in, ah, in Japanese. Right. There's a character that's called the Hatter. Um, who else is there? There's I think there's one that's called like Queena, so Queen. Is there a Shusha Cat? Not yet. I think they're, that's probably down a little. That's I've only watched the first season, and there's three out now. Oh, dang! There's three seasons already. Yeah. So I think it's it's. Was this on like AMC? No, I think it's a. Uh, Wasn't it's there just, something on AMC like Borderlands? Yeah, it's just called Borderlands. Okay, all right. The video game. Okay. Yeah. But the thing is, you have to play these games, right? Because you have this thing called a visa. Because you're in this, uh, you're in this, quote unquote, other world, right? Oh, or, or if you don't. Uh, re-up on your visa, you are deported. You get killed off. Like there's like a laser beam that comes from the sky and just shoots you down. But basically. the area they're in is just the city? It's just the city. It's where they were living in already, Shibuya. But there's like less people now. And they're, mm-hmm. you know, it's post-apocalyptic in a way where... Is there a lot of outdoor shots? There's some of them, yeah. Okay. I was it's not all they filmed it. Yeah, that was it. It, it. it was in Shibuya. Like it looked like pretty empty. I don't I think they like pushed everyone out just for that shot. They must have filmed it like at 2020. Possibly. I can believe that. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. No, I think it was released in 2020. Maybe it was late in the year, but I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I think it's a pretty good show. It is it is just like, a, you know, it's not that serious. I mean, it's like people are getting killed off, but it's not that uh, realistic, really. Right? So you finished the first season? Yeah. Okay. I don't want any spoilers, but like... I'm assuming he didn't get out. Yeah. There, there's <laughs> other seasons, right? Yeah. So it, it stretches out the games. The idea is to get out, right? Yeah. Is you have to get all 52 cards. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I like it for that. You're like learning the, the whole game, how but it But they don't know how, why they're chosen to get in there or whatever. Yeah. They have no idea how people just got booted out of the world, why they were picked. Who is it? Is it is it God that's doing this? Are there aliens? Yeah. Do you see like who's in control? Well, I don't want to reveal what it is yet, but... But uh, I, I'd imagine there's more to reveal still that I don't, obviously, for like two more seasons I gotta watch. Mm. But I think it's pretty good. I think uh, he kind of grows in the story, right? When he's just a, a lazy guy in the beginning and he's surviving in this world, so he's gotta grow. Mm. All right. Yeah. I, I like is it. it like, okay. Is it like Squid Game? Yeah. It, right. It's like Squid Game in that it's, you know, an Asian show and it's a contestant show. And you they, die they, if you lose. They, yeah, right. There's like someone putting on the game that you yeah. don't really know. So there's that, but I, I think it like it looks like it costs more because it's like oh really you are really like outside. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's a big deal. So uh, I think the some of the there's some CGI shots that are kind of interesting too that they they don't cheap out on them. When you think about like foreign movies, they don't have the Hollywood budget sometimes. Is there a Tweedledee and Tweedledum character? You know, I could imagine that's going to be later on. But is there like a Scarecrow and Tin Man? Yeah, there is. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Wizard of Oz. <laughs> uh, Chronicles of Narnia. <laughs> Is there a Prince Caspian? In this? Right, yeah, he's in there. Uh, I, I, I'm watching it dubbed, right? I don't want really want to read, read the whole time. I'm just lazy. And the voice acting is pretty well done. I'm I'm re- very invested already, like pretty fast. Like I'm kind of, I'm kind of binging it. Okay. Yeah. How many episodes is season one? Eight. Eight? Okay. Yeah. Eight hour long episodes. Mm, yeah. That's just about enough for me to like, could be too much. <laughs> could be. Oh. Well, uh, I'm curious if it's your thing. I mean, this whole thing about people uh, going into a game world. Yeah. It's like so such a big thing in in manga and anime right now so you say it's based on a manga yeah do you watch it backwards (laughs) so dumb (laughs) yes (laughs) it's in reverse order 
uh, the haircuts on this, you know, show are very different from the shows that I watch. So that, that's that's part of it too. Uh, <laughs> interesting stuff. Dread, more dreadlocks than I thought there was gonna be. Oh, really? So there's that. Uh, uh, yeah, another. I'm I'm, you know, curious about all the like Netflix shows that are um, foreign shows that you know they it's, since since they they started they've been making more of these foreign shows and putting them on. There's like Spanish shows on Netflix that I never watched, but I'm considered. Right. I think there's like High Strike. Like that's that's a show in there. Yeah. Um. There's a lot of K dramas that I'm sure are. Yeah, I think they're trying to go after a market that like maybe HBO and Disney don't necessarily go after. Right. Yeah. I think they're more uh, global, but I still think they're sure. losing. I don't think they're like making it. They're just buying the rights to show it, and then because they're solely have the rights to stream it, I think it's like then here it's like an H or a Netflix original or something like that. I don't know. Oh, that makes sense. They would just slap a label on it because they can. Kinda. I'm not sure how that works necessarily. Like they, they pretty much like outright bought the rights to it. To distribute so it. So now it's a Netflix original, even though their studio didn't produce it. I think you're right. Yeah. I I, I think this one specifically though was premiered on Netflix. But like made by them? I think so. Oh really? Okay, that's interesting. I think so. Uh yeah. It's I, like Power Rangers. How? <laughs> you like Power Rangers? They just bought the oh. rights to an old show and then they remarketed it with different actors. Freaking uh, Saban. Yeah. 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 Like so that. they replaced everyone with the white people. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm listening. <laughs> uh, yeah. Alice in Borderlands. I, I'm going to probably binge the next two seasons too. I uh, watched something also on Netflix. Also has a girl's name in the title. Oh, what? I watched Emily the Criminal. Oh, yeah. I think that's what it's called. It is. Starring Aubrey Plaza and Theo Rossi. Rossi, I think is how you say his name. I don't know what that one is. Um, it's, uh, how do I say this? It's a good movie, but it also makes me wonder why when you go to the theater, all movies cost the same. Because not all movies had the same budget or have the same, you know, paid the same actors the same amount. Why do you say that? Why does that jump into your head? Because if I went to the theater and I paid a $15 ticket to watch this, and then I also paid a $15 ticket to watch like Avatar 2, I'd be like, this is not equal to that. You're saying Avatar 2 was, was better? It's a better movie? <laughs> I was like saying, because I, I watched this movie, Emily the Criminal, which is a, good, a pretty good story. Not amazing story. Interesting. It's a th kind of a thriller. It's about a girl that's like down on her luck financially and has to do legal things to make her way and slowly gets roped into this world of crime. You know, story we've heard in the past over and over. <laughs> okay. But um, like what kind of criminalities? Like stealing? Kind of, yeah. Okay. So like, well, the reason I ask is I watched the movie and I, I, I looked it up. The budget for this was only $2 million. Only I, $2 million. I was like, wow, you can make a movie for $2 million? We could for $2 million. <laughs> I, I didn't think like movies were made that cheap anymore. I mean, it's like an indie movie, right? Is it? Or is it like a real studio I put it up? I guess it's an indie movie. It premiered in Sundance, I think. Okay. So I guess that's an indie movie. I think if it's under 10 grand, it's considered indie. A 10, 10 mil grand. million. 10 million. <laughs> okay. We can make a movie for 10 grand. <laughs> a thousand grand. <laughs> so you enjoyed it though? Um, I would give it... Um, in my rating system, a seven. Okay, okay. It speaks volumes. <laughs> because, like, I did find it interesting and kind of like um, some parts were like, oh, I wonder what's happening next. 
But then there are moments where like, uh, now I'm just invested, so I have to finish it. But you're not enjoying yourself? Like you're not like biting at the, the It's not. Yeah, it's not like super climactic or anything. It's just like, I just don't want to see the end because I've already watched it for an hour. It's the sunk cost fallacy. Right. You just want to, fi- but you do want to finish it. Yeah. So I would say the more interesting stuff happens the second act. Oh, it does. Okay. And then the third act is kind of just like, um, how does this conclude? Yeah. That's how movies, that's how movies go. Usually yeah. the third act has the climax. Okay. 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 And maybe this climax entertainment wise, what plateaued with the second act. Oh, okay. <laughs> How do, how is Aubrey Plaza? Are you just on the Aubrey Plaza kick because of White Lotus season two? Yeah, it's a very different character. Right. Um, what movies are like this? Movies where like the female has to like stick up for herself in a in a dangerous situation. Like it's, it's probably like Halle Berry, Jennifer Lopez make these kind of movies. Okay. You know what I'm back, talking about? Back in the 2000s. Yeah. Something like that. This is equivalent to one of those movies. Um, she does rope herself into this world of crime because she has to. And then it's kind of like, oh, you're you want to make more things are getting more serious, and now the the risk is higher, and then it just keeps getting more and more. Right, it's falling all, into the, the underground. Yeah, now now you're introduced to like the more serious criminals that you have to deal with, and then oh, so the risk is more when you fail. You know the consequences are higher. So like, how does she get out of it? That's kind of the question. She's on her own. Kind of the pushing thread through the movie. Um, it's it's a good movie if if you have a it's only like an hour and a half which is good Mm -hmm. i think that's the perfect time for it maybe hour 20 (laughs) but um there's things in it that i didn't know how they work so i learned things about crime oh in case you (laughs) want to do it i was like i can do what she's doing for the first part sign me up where's the line start yeah I think the if they had a bigger budget because like two million in the movie is like nothing, right? Yeah, I guess so. I'm, I'm picturing it like it's got to be better written. Like it's got a maybe you know it's an indie movie already, so just it's got yeah. an interesting story. It sounds like it's just more middling, not it's bad. It's a pretty interesting story, not something I'm gonna you know write home about. Mm-hmm. But like I don't I don't know like I'm st- I'm still wrapping my head around the two million dollars. Really? Because it's like how much did you pay these actors then if that's all you had? <laughs> Man, maybe she's uh, yeah, she's trying to raise a two million dollars and make a movie of her own. <laughs> it's written and directed by uh, a guy, I think his name is Will Patton Ford, something oh, like that. Okay. But um, I would like to see more stuff from him. I'll say that. So th- Oh, really? This, is, is there something unique about it? Kind of. Yeah. Uh, you get to see the levels of crime oh. and how it, it like levels up. So it's almost like um, it's it has nothing to do with drug dealing. But let's say it was drug dealing. Hmm. You start with, you know, the weed and then you get into the, uh, you know, MDMA and then you get to Heavier the drugs. ecstasy and then um, cocaine. cocaine and the hair on. Right. <laughs> And then deeper is the fentanyl. And- yeah, and then but then it's like, oh, you each one has a different boss that you have to go to to get. So like, you know, this is, gets more serious. And and when you like, the more money you make, the more enemies you have. So that's also happens. It's like a video it? game. I mean, yes. <laughs> So there's there's moments where like oh she got in a hairy situation and you think like oh well she'll stop after this no, no she digs deeper what so it's kind of like she's kind of messed up like if you were in this position mm-hmm. you you there was you just stop earlier right like any normal person or person probably that, you know yeah would I, probably stop it's it's right the the risk is not outweighing the 
she's also like playing the line of um trying to get a legitimate career and job oh right but she's the more she gets into this you know illegal stuff the more she sees how the corporate stuff is like almost just as bad. Ooh, really? The way they treat like the lower level people. How poetic. It's yeah. like it's like a mirror. It's a little bit of that. Yeah. Oh wow. Uh I, I I would recommend it. You would? Yeah. I think um Theo Rossi he's um he was in Luke Cage, he played Shades. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. guy. Yeah. Uh, I think he's pretty good in this. He's got an arc. <laughs> He's like already involved in the world. Yeah, he's what gets her into it. Oh, so um, overall, it's not a fantastic movie, but a good movie to stream. It's on Netflix. I I recommend it if you have like an hour and a half to kill. I think it it got onto like the top ten, at least mine. So maybe I think it was it, smart for them to release it when White Lotus like finale happened. Exactly, and I think they got you too. I would watch it. I like Aubrey yeah. Plaza. Okay. You just have a crush on it. So I wouldn't watch this again. Uh, right. Okay. Yeah. You don't know how it ends. Yeah. <laughs> you already took your notes. How did I sign up? Actually, you know what? The very end, I kind of like. Oh, okay. So, right. but the climax of the movie, I feel um, that's where you felt like, oh, this is a low budget movie. Mm. Or, yeah. or, okay. So maybe it's more pointing to the impact. Yeah. There's the no like big uh, battle at the end of Captain America fighting Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. Nobody's teleported in at the end of this movie, oh, so yeah. it's a pass for me. They did not bring back half of living creatures. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, Darkseid doesn't even make an appearance. Oh no! <laughs> Have you seen any of this? You know anything about the movie? I, I've seen, yeah, I've seen a, like a, I think the trailer. I think it, I saw the trailer a little while ago, and yeah. then I saw uh, the the general premise of it on Netflix. Okay, I will say this, um, which I kind of caught that interests me a little bit, was um, the movie takes place in, in L.A., right? But the character, Emily, is from New Jersey, right? And I think as the movie progresses, the more she gets dug deeper into this crime life of crime, the more New Jersey she gets. <laughs> She's letting out the New Jersey out? Yeah, I think so. Because by the end of the movie, it's very, like, she almost has a full accent. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that was a conscious decision. I think it was, maybe. Because, like, in the beginning and, and like, some parts of the movie, she has to deal with, like, corporate Los Angeles trying to get into, like, a legitimate good job. And she sees the lifestyle that these people live, right? Yeah. These cars, they have parties. So I think she's a little bit, like, L.A. vibe. But then it kind of switches. Oh, she starts like, to, like, not like that. She's going from, like, uh, Valley Girl to switching to, like, bossy East Coast. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Okay. That comes out. It's interesting. Hey, I'm Emily the Criminal over here. <laughs> uh, and then it's funny, like, I will say this, a little bit of a spoiler. All right. She has yeah. a friend that is in that, um, like, corporate, oh, corporate kind of, like, high society thing right and uh she throws like a party for her for herself and like so oh. emily goes there and there's a crowded like condo and people are dancing and they have drinks right and then somebody goes like oh is it your birthday she's like no i just got back from a trip so she, <laughs> she threw a party from because she got back from vacation for herself <laughs> like yeah i don't know like you're just saying like that's weird that's some rich people stuff yeah it's like wow you threw a party because you're done from your party <laughs> <laughs> I threw a party over there in Paris. I'm gonna throw one here at home. <laughs> almost like, exactly what it is. Kids party going. <laughs> yeah. So that was pretty pretty funny. Pretty pretentious. It's just like, oh, it was your birthday? He's like, no, I just got back from a trip, so I threw a party. So it's not my birthday. <laughs> 
it's like the worst time to have a party right uh it was funny okay yeah anything else you want to talk about well, that's it for me it sounds like we're just spending a lot of time on netflix recently yeah surprisingly yeah because i think um netflix is going to start cracking down on password sharing oh is that what it is so i wonder like am i gonna keep it <laughs> <laughs> are you gonna go add ad version or is that i don't want to do that yeah i don't want to do that why am I paying for that then? Yeah, are you still paying for it? Oh crap! I guess. Yeah, you still pay. Mm. I mean, I I pay for Hulu. I guess and it's that the same thing. Has but, ads all the time. But the thing is, like Hulu's just a lot more current. That's true, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, on on to the streaming topic. I heard that HBO Max is just going to be called Max. Yeah. Now because they're merging with Discovery. It makes sense, but also it's kind of gross. Like it's. I think you should keep the HBO brand somehow. Because, because technically HBO and HBO Max are two separate things. It's true. You could have HBO and not have HBO Max. Yeah. yeah. HBO is a premium cable channel. <laughs> Home <laughs> box Do you know what office? that means? <laughs> Do you know what? Uh, didn't you have to like have like a box on yes. top of your box, which is a TV? Yeah. Like, what was that? Um, Do you remember when TVs were boxed or rectangular before? <laughs> <laughs> you remember TVs were boxes? Uh, yeah. Man. Yeah. And the TV was the furniture. Like it had legs and everything. Like it was touching the ground. Right. You could put stuff on top of it. Crazy. <laughs> no way. Where'd you find the room? So let's say it's uh, Max, Disney Plus, Hulu, Netflix, Amazon Prime. You can only keep two. Okay. Um, I think... I think I'm keeping Disney Plus because I want to watch all the Marvel stuff. And I kind of revisit like Marvel stuff every now and then. Like if I mm. I just have a download on my phone and I just okay. want something to watch. I'll know. watch Black Panther 2 or Black Panther or whatever. I feel like I there's like six week periods where I don't touch it sometimes. That's how, is that how you do? I guess Netflix. Yeah. But Netflix and HBO Max are the ones that I probably spend the most like on all the time. Just playing something. Yeah. I, th- I, think, I think I'll do HBO Max and Disney Plus. Oh, no more Netflix. Oh, yeah, that's pretty strange. Just is this kind of a given that I'm gonna have Netflix? It feels like, but I, oh, what do you pick? I think I'm sticking with Netflix just because their content is so vast and and diverse. And then I guess I gotta pick Disney Plus because the Star Wars and Marvel stuff. Yeah, I, you're picking that over HBO Max. Yeah, and honestly, it's the Marvel shows because when a Marvel movie goes there, I've probably already seen it. And I don't watch it again. Yeah, uh, the older stuff I'll, I'll I'll replay and like watch in, in the background. Uh, I do that like Infinity War. I'm also paying for Peacock still because I want to watch The Office every all now the there. time. Yeah, just get the the VHSs of The Office or whatever the. DVDs. I do want the DVD complete set of The Office. I want to buy that because that has bonus content that's not on streaming. It's, it's a collector's item. <laughs> <laughs> Don't open it. Don't take out the wrapping. <laughs> All right. Um, if you haven't already, guys, please don't forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. Let us know what you're streaming and what your services you're paying for. Um, maybe you could share a password or two. <laughs> just hit the subscribe button. And yeah, we're giving you this service for free. So just also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the Reader Copy Podcast. Join us over there. All right. We'll be back next week with a brand new comic book. Daniel, what are you doing with the outro? If you like what we had to say about the book, pick it up and read your copy. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Pick it up.